You hear that? That's the awkward silence of a family dinner after you just got caught vaping. Most vapes contain high levels of nicotine and disappointment. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host, Colonel and Dad, Garrett Morlang. And here in the virtual studio with me is the king of video games and still resident superstar, Adrian Holmes. What's up, Adrian? Well, it is a beautiful day in Hyrule Kingdom where I just came from. And it is good to see you, Garrett. You are like the first human face I've seen in about... <laughs> four days or so because <laughs> uh, i have been uh in a faraway kingdom trying to figure out exactly what is going on no how you been joke. my good man no joke yeah i'm doing good as well and i'm right there with you i uh if it, if it was my choice um i know a lot of people are talking about like oh yeah you know I saw people on Twitter taking the day off of work or whatever to go play their video games, play the Tears of the Kingdom or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it must be nice. I take the day off work and I still got a family to take care of. So that doesn't work for me. So I might might as well go to work at that point. But um, dude, this game's so good. It's Uh, phenomenal. I I don't know if you I don't know if you realize, though, too, that has this really cool clock setting does yours have this a really cool clock setting yeah mine only i have a a watch mine always says zelda clock (laughs) i don't know uh no for for you youtube listeners uh i i was held up my game and watch zelda that's actually what i've been playing (laughs) i I haven't even touched oh by the way i haven't touched here's the kingdom i've just been playing uh, the first (laughs) zelda game uh my game and watch but uh no i'm kidding i've been playing so much uh cheers the kingdom we're definitely going to be talking about that later on in the show um i love how he's just you completely changed the show notes and it just says what's your plan he deleted our names and it just says legend of zelda cheers the kingdom there are no other games (laughs) (laughs) all bold i'm like did i lie okay all right did i lie no you are completely uh factual in that statement advance wars Um, what's that never heard of it (laughs) uh super metroid what's that oh wait never heard of it book club Club game we gotta record like next week and i gotta now to the kingdom (laughs) oh man Uh. i i wish i wish um but uh yeah good to good to have you oh sorry 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 i forgot to introduce also joining us here in the virtual studio is the heavyweight bot casting champion of the world Ah. super gamer bot Welcome in, Super Gamer Bot. Still no, still no synthesized voice for Super Gamer Bot. Uh, the AI is still learning. Uh, maybe one day it will come. It will back evolve to speak. It will evolve. Yes, uh, but for now, it's take over. Just here in spirit, <laughs> or in the Matrix. <laughs> uh, do do robots have spirits? Hmm. Maybe we'll have to ask it. The machine. If now, talk. if you're in the if you're in the 40k universe, they do. They call it the machine spirit. Oh. it's i don't i mean not a dork wouldn't know <laughs> dang it uh well today we're gonna be talking about if xbox could actually get activision will this deal finally go through maybe maybe not uh metal gear solid's return question mark 
Game Freak teaming up with Private Division, and Nintendo's thoughts on new hardware. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Bumple Smash, Eddie Martin, and Kajoma01, and our Super Gamer sponsors, Julie Bates and Mama Mare. If you want to be awesome just like those folks, head over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys where you can support starting at just $1 a month. That's right, $1, and you can get episodes early and ad-free such as this show and Super Gamer Book Club. Uh, the episode that came out at the end of last month was Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Me and Adrian uh, jumped into that fantastic game originally from the DS. Um, uh, go check out that game for sure, and uh, then come listen to the episode. It was a fun fun game really fun episode to record uh if you're on the fence about supporting us and you're like what is this super gamer book club all about you can find it for free you can get it two months later so if you're a dork and you don't want to pay you know one dollar for freaking tons of content each month uh <laughs> you can hours uh, and hours <laughs> you can uh uh yeah, to listen to it for free two months later you got to wait a whole two months and uh right now you got the hi-fi rush episode featuring dj trues me adrian and dj trues jump in there uh another fantastic episode that game just shadow dropped out of nowhere it was just critically uh just well received for sure as fantastic game <laughs> uh and we loved it as well so again go check that game out and uh, then go listen to the episode for free over on all podcast services and over at youtube.com slash supergamerboys. Upcoming this month is Super Metroid featuring the Nintendo Cartridge Society. Yes, sir. The final final game in the Super Nintendo Holy Trinity. Um, And uh, let me tell you, I'm surprised at how short the game is. That's for sure. Because before Tears of the Kingdom, uh, this is our new uh, timing scheme. You know how there's like eight BC and AD. I feel <laughs> like it needs to be like uh, ATK or BTK and ATK. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like before Tears of the Kingdom and after Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, BTK. Uh, I felt like I didn't put that many hours into it, but it, I got stuck at one point, as I typically do with these old games, because I. I'm bad at games looked up a walkthrough i'm like oh wow i'm like halfway through this game already and i like <laughs> feel like i might put a couple hours in so that was pretty cool um but uh was enjoying my time with it will i actually finish it by the 30th when we record 31st i forget when it is sometime at the end of the month we will see but <laughs> okay. um uh look forward to that episode eventually coming out we'll see it might be like Maybe it'll never come never. out. Maybe, maybe we just jump into the, the call and talk about Tears of the Kingdom for an hour. <laughs> um, we'll talk more about our Patreon later on the show. But uh, real quick here, I want to give a shout out to Czech Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music on our show. We appreciate you very, very much. And we think you should show them support by listening to their music as well. So go over to Apple Music or Spotify. Listen to their uh, fantastic tunes. Um, links are in the show description on YouTube and on the podcast app of your choice. Click on those links, go listen to their music, uh, and, uh, show them some love and support. Tell them that Super Game Boy sent you. All right. It's now time to check the mail. Go ahead, boot them on up. It's, let me, uh, get this going. Oh, shoot. I just got a high five from Kajoma on Duolingo. Oh. By the way, I have not revealed it on the, on the show here to the public, but I am 16 days into a streak for learning Japanese on Duolingo. Not 
too shabby. I'm practically fluent now, so <laughs> that's how that's how it works. <laughs> um, imagine, imagine if you could just like is uh, 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 like jack into like a computer and just like download information. You know, just fantastic. That you would know, be. give it time, and somebody's gonna create some kind of like Neuralink terminal where you just uh, take a cable and you just do 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 boop. Man, start when downloading that happens, stuff into your synapses and firing in your brain. Sign me oh, up. We, it, it's not in our lifetime. Not at all. Not even cool. We'll be long dead. Well, uh, well, when they find the technology to also resurrect uh, dead bodies, they can resurrect me, and then I can use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. No, what I want. This is the technology they need to come up with. When I die, I want to be cremated. But you can I'm do also. That now. I'm all, I, I know. I know. <laughs> But I also want to put in my will that uh, <laughs> when they come up with the technology, <laughs> this is this is a stretch. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm walking. Let's go. This is, a deep, this is a deep cut. Okay. Do you remember the movie Spy Kids? Yes, of course. <laughs> Do you remember the microwaves yes, where they put of the- <laughs> course. I know where you're going. <laughs> they put the little packet aluminum packet in the microwave and out comes a full big mac meal drink and everything i i i want them to create a technology they were just dehydrated they weren't powder <laughs> i want them to create a technology so that after i've been cremated they can pop my ashes in a microwave hit the button and pop here i am i'm back again <laughs> there's a difference between dehydration and just being atoms uh, i don't <laughs> You're still the th- if it's dehydrated, I, it's still the thing. It's just small because there's no moisture in it. I don't there's, think it was dehydrated. You're thinking of Star Wars, that like with that weird like bread thing that that Ray eats. Um, I don't think in Spy Kids because Back what happens is because in, in in the in the microwave in Spy Kids, all it does is it goes it goes flash 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 flash, and then all of a sudden, like one second it's not there, and the next second it's like boom, it's just there, like it just appears. So yeah, that, oh, maybe I'm thinking, but I'm thinking like. Back to the Future, where they remember when they put that little Pizza Hut pizza in there, and then it put they put it in the oven, and as soon as they mm. took it back out, it was a full size pizza. Yeah, yeah. See, no, I want the whatever magic that they had in Spy Kids that just like made a, a drink, a Coca Cola appear in a microwave somehow. <laughs> Not to mention it was a microwave and it came out ice cold. <laughs> what kind of sorcery is? You know uh, what? Maybe they're using the same technology that they put in uh, Hot Pockets. Because you microwave uh, those forever, and they're still icy cold in the middle. And then one second, well, too much, and it's just molten lava. And it's burnt, yeah. <laughs> um, did you hear? I also think I heard recently that they're making. I can't. I can't remember if it's a reboot or a new, another sequel of Spy Kids. I think. That, I think it's a reboot. I think they're rebooting Spy Kids this I year. I thought you were going to say they were going to reboot Hot Pockets. <laughs> like, reboot Hot Pockets. How? It's, just, it's going back to the drawing board on that one. They're like, hey, you know what? We really messed up somewhere along the way. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I I, guess. I don't know. I don't... I, I remember Spy Kids, but I don't... I'm not oh, partial or fond of it. Spy Kids was my jam. That's that movie we watched <laughs> way too much. <laughs> I remember that one part when uh, the kids found out that the what are they called? The people with the weird shaped heads. The, the thumbs. The thumbs. <laughs> They're literally just thumbs. When they were speaking backwards, that yes. big twist. Yeah, I remember oh. that. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely crazy. What a wild, wild movie that was. And how they roped Antonio Banderas into that one. And uh, who, who, uh, Danny Trejo. 
<laughs> Danny Trejo will be in anything. He'll be in anything. That's he'll true. be in anything. <laughs> you don't. You promise him lunch. He'll be there. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's get into some questions here. Uh, we got this first one from Sir Prince a lot. Who was your ce- uh, your first celebrity crush? Um, so for me, probably that was a pretty good uh, high note right there. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with this one. Uh, well, because after talking about Spy Kids, <laughs> I was like the mom of Spy Kids. I mean, you know, uh, no, for me, it was a uh, Lord of the Rings, probably uh, Liv Tyler. From Lord of the Rings. Well, that was my first introduction to her as a child, uh, as Arwen. And uh, yeah, that's... that's. You told me that before and I said I can't fault you. Yeah. But I also uh, said, you better be ready because you're going to have to fist fight Aragorn to the death. So is it <sighs> worth it? Yeah, I mean, so... so, But here, here's my thought, though. He is mortal. He will eventually die off. But you know. he's the king. So what? that's what I try to tell you. I'm if not you saying I'm going to kill him. I'm going to. No, I'm not saying I kill him. I say I'm saying he will die of old age eventually. But if you're you now. Right. Oh, yeah. So with with him, you're going to die, too. I, I, yeah, I'll be so 80 by the time. Arwen. I'll be 80 by the time he dies, but I'd still have a chance. No. <laughs> Arwen, give her some credit. She's got standards. All right. <laughs> I don't think uh, she wants no gray Garrett walk hobbling around. Uh, See, I don't think you? she's gonna give up her immortality for you for that. Wait, that's uh, right. She's gonna die too. Didn't oh, you give that up true. for him? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so you lose. So you have to fight him. I, you have to kill I him. You have to fight him. All right. Uh, I guess I better start. You have training. to fight the king, by the way. Uh, it was fine. So you better hope if you win, you better they're gonna kill you instantly. I don't know if this is going to work out for you, Chief. I mean, maybe maybe it can be one of those, like, official... Um, like a gladiator match? Like a glad... Like, hey, whoever wins here is also king. He would never agree to double that. Or, double <laughs> or nothing. <laughs> double or nothing, Aragorn. Double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> get, get, get. Uh, you too scared? You too chicken, Aragorn? Bark, bark, bark. It's just like Aragorn, I know you don't know anything about you don't know who I am, but I'm here to fight you for your kingdom and your woman. I just showed up out of nowhere, by the way. You've been on a miraculously long journey. Yeah. But I'm here to take everything you earned from you. Take it all. Helm's it's deep, all mine. Don't matter. <laughs> this is the toughest fight you ever fought. Oh man. Also, uh, Kira Knightley from uh, Pirates of Caribbean. She was, I had a poster. Well, I had a Pirates of Caribbean poster. It wasn't just of her. It was a Pirates of Caribbean poster, but she was on it. Uh, no wonder you watched that UMD so many times. <laughs> yeah, that, P- that, was, that was my only, the only UMD uh, PSP movie I had was Pirates of Caribbean. <laughs> I think I was two. I, I don't know. It was the first one. It was the first one. Oh, man. So good. You know what I remember? The weird way she said fire in those movies. Was she saying fire all or was she saying fire all? 
I don't know if I know what you're talking about. I have to like watch. I haven't watched Pirates of the Caribbean and probably like in Pirates of the, somebody somebody twenty uh, years follow up <laughs> either on on social media or um or in Discord. I feel like whenever they say fire the cannons, she either says fire all or she says fire all, and I always like thought, why does she say it like that? <laughs> what is she saying? I, uh, I I assume she's saying fire all. Uh, okay, so I just googled Kira Knightley fire, and the very first thing is on Reddit. <laughs> the way Flint says fire. Uh, so in in the TV show Black Sails, there's a character named Flint who says fire weird, and apparently it's in reference to Kira Knightley in Dead Man's Chest. It's a big ship battle. Kira Knightley says fire instead of fire. See, I knew I wasn't crazy. Why did she say that? <laughs> Nobody else talks like that. I don't know. Now I gotta look it up. There has was, to be a reason. She was I a big she fan. Like, She's a big Final Fantasy fan. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> no, would, that would be absolutely insane. But I bet you she did some like <laughs> method acting thing that's like people in in the in the fifteen hundreds uh, they uh, they uh, pronounced fire like fire because it's more of the Latin uh, root of it or something like that. Who knows? Oh man, Fira! <laughs> Go ahead. Oh wait, it's my turn. It's I your turn. Know. I need to know your celebrity crush. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was, I want to know more about this. I got a <laughs> topic. I got to, um, I got to look into and research. Uh, my celebrity crush. Uh, I asked you before. You said you were, you were had cursory knowledge. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, was the first Pee-wee, big huh? peewee movie okay. um and there was a nice young lady that ran the bike shop named Dottie, who was really into peewee and he didn't have any time for it because he was uh worried about his bike and she even asked him on a date and he turned her down and i used to think he was an absolute maniac because she was absolutely gorgeous and everything about her she is actually uh, also voiced by E.G. Daly, who is the famous voice actress behind many of our childhood cartoons, uh, Rugrats. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. In particular, Crazy. that's like her biggest role, but she's done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different characters over the years. But wow, not very many uh, in-person gigs. This was one of the few. But man, she was just so cute in that movie. And I can't oh, believe she's to the this voice. Day, she's the voice of Babe from Pig in the City. Pig, yeah, Pig in the City. I can't believe to this day Tommy that Pickles turned Dottie down. He turned Tommy Pickles down. Come on. All right, don't make it sound weird. <laughs> All right, this neck. While you're researching your Kieran Knightley Fira, um, I'm gonna ask this next question. Uh, Kajoma zero one asks, "What's your favorite droid?" I assume he's talking about Star Wars. <laughs> I said uh, mine was Chopper as of right now in recent history. Um, okay. I think he's a much more expressive version of an R2 unit. Um, I know he's not an R, uh, R series droid, um, but I think his personality is a lot better. It's a lot more expressive than, than R2s in most cases. Um, and then another one I want to shout out to for recent is BD-1. Um, I'm yes. not the hugest Jedi series fan, but BD one is one of the things that definitely stuck out to me as like, this is a good addition to, to Canon. 
And uh, yeah, he's a good little boy. I would like to yeah. have him as my own droid. I like that he sits on your shoulders. BD one's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, and I think I like that too. Like the fact that he can just kind of like sit up on your shoulder and or whatever, hide, go in your backpack. Like it's so versatile. Uh, also, still has all like the tools you need in a droid. Um, I uh, I'm always super jealous of Kajoma because he's posted pictures. He has a little Lego, the Lego set that's like life size figure of like BD one. I'm like, oh, that'd be so sick. I have a little BD one on my shelf. Um, my, and this is completely just like a new thing. I think, I think, uh, probably BD1 if I had to pick one as well, but more recently, just in the last couple weeks, I was watching Star Wars Visions season two and the little droid, I can't find the name of it. I, it, when I was watching the episode, we had the subtitles on and it, they have the name of the droid, but it's not showing up anywhere online in my quick Google search, but the droid from the first episode called this uh, first one called Sith uh, about the, uh, the former Sith apprentice or whatever. She has like a mm -hmm. little droid that thing. I mean, that whole episode was incredible. Like I love that art style. It's 3d, but it's like all using like hand painted, like uh, assets and stuff like absolutely gorgeous episode. Um, and then the little droid was like, just so funny, a little spunky dude. Like, and he just like, <laughs> he, it was so cool. It's like, yeah, again, he's just so versatile with like the way his, you can just move around like four little legs. She jumps on her speeder. He like jumps into the speeder and becomes like part of it, like in the navigation and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a that sick actually sounds droid. pretty sick. Like he's just like rolling with her, like all over the place. So I, I think that's a, a, a new, a new favorite. I'm not going to say it's like number one, but I was, uh, I was into it. I got to catch up on visions, man. I know. I, I watched the first three. We, we watched up to the basically the one that was done by the Wallace and Gromit studio. We were like, we have to watch that one at least. That one was very good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I haven't finished that season either. Star Wars Visions is so good. That's like the best thing I, that they've put out that nobody talks about is visions. I, I almost want to rewatch season one, too, like especially just. Yeah, with uh learning like start starting to learn japanese and stuff i was like you know how sick that'd be to watch that like in japanese like watching these that's Star the only Wars way i watch like, them i i cannot do the american voices i can't i can't oh, do it yeah i might need to go back and the the rock band one from the first season that was my favorite one that so one was good. so good so good i think mine was probably either the the very first episode like it's all black and white because mm -hmm. um, the lightsabers was sick the freaking umbrella lightsaber yes, like dude. a bunch of light I was like what the heck and he pulls and then, his out and it's red too oh yeah yeah um, or there's another one where like they meet that, that that old dude on the hill and he ends up being a Sith like a crazy Sith dude yep uh, and they have like the duel in the rain or whatever like that one was so intense oh, just I top notch it. man just the best Star Wars content nobody talks about it's, it's a shame I hope they put Sad. those out on like a a, a a disc or somewhere like a blu-ray or something it. like that yeah physical Cause, yeah because i don't want I'm those to get lost can. you really can't like it's only available on disney plus yeah or put them on itunes so i can buy them in a download them and keep them on my drive or something right star wars divisions i'm just curious like if there is anything on i mean Amazon. i can find them if i look for them if i look for them where i where oh, I they, need they, to look for them. But. They have an they have an art book. Whoa, that'd be sick. It's on sale right now. Normally, it's a hundred bucks on sale for sixty. The art of Star Wars Visions Deluxe. Is it just one, or is it? 
It's yeah, season one. Dude. How many pages? For a hundred bucks, it better be at least four hundred. Uh at least maybe three fifty. Hundred and ninety two. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, looks pretty sick though. I think it comes are, with like we are, are these... way off topic. <laughs> this is fine. This is totally fine. This uh, is worth it. Yeah, dude, I might need to get this book. This is incredible. Anyways, Where are you looking? Because yeah. I see it for like sixty bucks. That's what I'm saying. It's normally hundred. It's on sale for sixty. Oh, okay. Or there's a Kindle version, but I think it looks like the deluxe edition comes with like three prints, which is what's kind of cool. It comes in that a hard case. That might be why it's a hundred then. <clears throat> so yeah, it comes with an exclusive slipcase, a folio containing triptych of archive quality lithographs and stills from each episode. Okay. okay. That makes Dude, sense. That's sick. All right. Adding that to my wish list right now. Um. Anyways, yes, you are correct. We are way off course here. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We can go it's off for okay. Star Wars. Uh, I mean, we don't. We also don't have, don't have to do this last question either because I mean, it's just it's a super gamer bot. He won't get mad, will he? If we skip, this I don't question. know. He might remember this, you know, when he oh, becomes shoot. sentient. Yeah, you got a good point. I, I, it won't take long to answer. We'll answer it real quick. How about that? This last question from Super Gamer Bot: <clears throat> Are there any video games that you feel are overrated or underrated, and why? Uh, go I'm going to go first because I know everyone's going to be pissed off. And so I'm hoping I can say this now, get it off my chest, and then you'll say your answer and they'll forget what I said. <laughs> so um, have your answer ready quick. I'm, I'm <clears> ready <throat> to go. <laughs> I believe that this game is overrated and that game is Fortnite extremely overrated extremely i'm not, I'm now, not you saying didn't say extremely when you told me earlier you <laughs> just not, said it was overrated <laughs> i'm not saying it's a bad game i am saying it's overrated i think a lot of people mis misunderstand uh, overrated and underrated they think you're saying something's bad or good I'm not saying Fortnite is either bad or good. I'm saying it's just overrated. It has way more hype and way like just people just go way bonkers crazy over this game. That's like it's more than it needs, more than it should get, in my opinion. That's where I stand. <laughs> go ahead, Adrian, so everyone can forget what I said. <laughs> well, if you're going, if you're doing over, I'll do under. Okay. Okay. Uh, my underrated is uh, Valhalla, the uh, how do they put it? Cyberpunk bartending action game where you work as a bartender and you're having conversations with the patrons and you learn about basically the overall plot throughout your shifts as a bartender. Hmm. I know the premise sounds a little weird. But trust me, when you start it, you will not be able to put it down. It is so freaking good. It's like, yeah, it's it's a not necessarily a sister game. I'll say like a cousin game to 2064 because okay. they both take place in the same universe. And fun, fun fact, uh, kind of a little bit of a not a spoiler, but a nod. Uh, a couple characters from 2064 show up to the bar oh nice from time to okay. time okay so and i already freaking loved 2064 so i decided to go ahead and play that this was back in the day 
Yeah. And I think both games are phenomenal. I mean, so, 2064 is incredible. And if you an haven't. Incredible game. That's another one that I feel like never gets talked about. Both of those games. You know what? I'll put both of them. Yeah. They, they yeah. deserve a lot more spotlight and praise than they got. I feel like they came out and they just went by the wayside for a lot of people. Totally. Yeah. And that's, we, we did a book club on that. So we've both, like I, I've played through it as well. And we talked about it and that, that was such a gem of a game to play. Like I was not anticipating that. And honestly, I think that's one of the first, um, one of the, it was like in the early days of kind of introducing me to like these indie games. And I was like, Oh man, no indie games are different. Like they're, they're on a whole nother level. Like people don't realize what's going on. Like in this, they don't know what's going on like, down here. They're too they busy. No you know, idea. Everyone They're wants to be in their triple A red games falls and, stuff. and 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 you know yeah, whatnot. Red falls. Exactly. They're red falls and they're they're Jedi survivors and whatnot. Meanwhile, I'm way down here in the crevices, just getting story just fed to me and fed to me, and weird, different, crazy gameplay mechanics just all over the place, everywhere you turn. Indie games are where it's at, and I will say that. I will shout it from the rooftops. So good. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm still on Amazon. <laughs> and uh, just do it. That, just do it. No, that black and white episode that I was telling you about it's called The Ronin. There's a Kotobukiya statue of the Ronin, that character with his uh -huh. lightsaber out. 12 inch statue. And it's in like it's like a black and white color, except for the lightsaber is red. Two hundred and twenty nine dollars, but dude, it is. But the I was gorgeous. gonna say, but the fact that they decided to still paint the lightsaber, just a great touch. It's so cool looking. Too bad it cost way too much. Um, like you're getting what you pay for. Yeah, probably. There's a lot of cool Star Wars Visions merch on here. Actually, there's like another statue of like the really cool looking uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, but nobody's talking. Why do you think the the art book is 60 bucks instead of 100 because nobody's yeah. buying is, it. No one likes good stuff. What, no, is, they don't. Good things could come and slap them in the face. And they're, they're like, so no, busy I want more Fortnite. About... I want more Fortnite. All right, all right. Relax now. I'm, I'm with right. you up until a certain point. <laughs> what I was going to say is people are so busy complaining about the sequel trilogy or um, a lot of people didn't like the... Uh, end of uh, the Mandalorian this season, which is crazy. I really thought it was pretty good because oh, it's yeah. not about him anymore. It's about the Mandalorians now. You got to get over yourself. Um, <laughs> but people are so busy about that that you don't. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as indie games. We're down here with our Star Wars visions over here in the corner having the cool stuff, but yep. nobody's taking a peek. Nobody's looking this way. They don't know. They don't know about it. And us. then they want to go, how come the, uh, these big guys never take risks? They never make anything different. Gee, I wonder why. Sad. Sad, really. Um. All right. Well, that is it for the mailbag segment. Now it's time for the nerdy nudes. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. All right, it is the time of the show where I jump into the news here. And this first news story is Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition approved by EU regulators, written by Tom Warren over at The Verge. Um, 
<clears throat> Microsoft's $68.7 billion deal to acquire Activision Blizzard has been approved by EU regulators just weeks after UK regulators blocked the acquisition. The European Commission has concluded that the deal can pass thanks to commitments from Microsoft related to cloud gaming. The EU found that Microsoft would have no incentive to refuse to re distribute Activision's games to Sony, and that even if Microsoft did decide to withdraw Activision's games from the PlayStation, this would not significantly harm competition in the console's market. But EU regulators, much like the UK, did find the acquisition could harm competition through the distribution of PC and console games through cloud gaming services. The European Commission has identified remedies to allow for the deal to go ahead through 10-year licensing deals that Microsoft has offered to competitors. These include a free license to consumers in EU countries that would allow them to stream via any cloud game streaming service of their choice, all current and future Activision Blizzard PC and console games that they have a license for. Cloud providers will also be offered a free license to stream these games in EU markets. These licenses are automatic and mean that, that consumers will have a right to stream Activision Blizzard games they've purchased or subscribed to on any cloud gaming streaming service of their choice and play them on any device Sick. using any operating system. It appears that the European Commission requested Microsoft's uh, offer this automatic license and the Xbox maker will now apply this globally. Um, this is a gigantic article. There's a lot more going on here. Uh, the gist of it is <clears throat> the EU has approved the Microsoft Activision deal. However, however, a roadblock still stands in the way. Yes. I I have uh, the tweet here you sent me, Adrian. You want me to go ahead and kind of read through a couple of these real quick? Yeah. While you pull it up, I'll let them know what's going on. So the CMA, uh, who is the real roadblock, that's like the final boss of getting the things approved over in the UK for Microsoft. Uh, they initially denied the claim. And now in light of the EU's ruling, they're actually going to go ahead and double down. So in essence, they're saying, uh, we don't care who approves this deal. We are not doing it. And they put out a thread earlier today on Twitter explaining why and i believe you have that up now yeah so this is from at cma gov uk competition and markets authority <clears throat> our response to the european commission's announcement today on microsoft activision a thread the uk us and european co competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming the cma concluded that cloud gaming needs to continue as a free competitive market to drive innovation and choice in this rapidly evolving sector microsoft's proposals accepted by the european commission today would allow microsoft to set the terms and conditions for this market for the next 10 years they would replace a free open competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games microsoft sells the platforms to which it sells them and the conditions of the sale this is one of the reasons the CMA's independent panel group rejected Microsoft's proposal and prevented this deal. While we recognize and respect that the European Commission is entitled to take a different view, the CMA stands by its decision. So that last sentence really should be translated as, uh, you know, with all due respect, no offense, but you're wrong, European Commission. <laughs> like, that's really what they're saying. It's kind of like, you know, no offense, but uh, no, sir, you're, you're, you're wrong. We are We're, not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And people are not happy about it either. Like, a lot of people are upset. Like, 
at the CMA because they're just like, what are you like? You 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 don't even know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I I don't necessarily know where I stand on it. Like, obviously, like as a gamer, I'm like, heck yeah, I want this deal to go through because it'd be sick. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe they're right though. Like, maybe maybe it could jack things up, you know, competition wise in the cloud gaming market. But I guess for me, so here's my my current thoughts. Uh, they're like, there's barely a cloud gaming market right now. Like, are we really, we just lost a major player in it, right? It's Stadia. Stadia has just dropped out. Like uh, Amazon Luna is barely limping along, along, um, like there, it's a market that barely exists already. So it just seems weird for them to be so worried about it. Like they're making a mountain out of a molehill of cloud gaming as if it's like this big deal. It's like Xbox themselves barely utilizes it. Like not even all of their games come to cloud gaming service right now. So why like they're they're trying to make rules like in the future for things. It's like they're, they're still trying to figure out what they're doing with it, let alone. I what wonder if gonna... this is the one thing that they could like stick them on. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like. It feels like they're grasping at straws at this point. Right. And so they're just like, we're going to stick to this cloud gaming argument when it's like, that's not even really an argument, really. Like <laughs> they didn't grease the right palms, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't they I mean, I guess the right people Big is. But I, overall, like what is. Yeah. What is, so what are your thoughts with like. Um. At this with point, the, realistically, with, with, the, I, with the future of this acquisition, because a lot of people saw this and were like, oh, the deal is saved. It's happening. It's like, no, 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 no. The CMA is doubling down. And then the the U.S. is in the middle of a lawsuit with with Microsoft over the deal as right. well. Like and, and we don't know that how that how, what the settlement is on that in, in two more months. So it's like this doesn't this is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Uh, this deal in my in my opinion if i'm like in phil spencer's shoes i'm like man this is starting to become more trouble than it's worth at this point just Mm -hmm. even even dealing with the like you said we got a a a lawsuit back home in the u.s that we're dealing with now (laughs) that's impeding approval there and then we have the cma here who is trying to find any little measure that they can to block this deal on we don't know what their real reasoning is for not wanting the deal to go through but they're gonna stick on cloud gaming as why even like even though like you said there's barely a market if any market for cloud gaming so it's weird to block a whole merger based on that just say you don't want them to have it just say you don't want them to be a monopoly and that's fine that's there does the uk have um antitrust laws like that or uh monopoly laws like that uh, I do not know. I would not know for sure. I mean, I assume I they assume. have they have something uh, like that's why like the CMA and like these organizations exist. Right. Um, <clears throat> but so I just did some math. I was able to Google and found that from the year 2021 to and this is using estimates 2021 to 2025, it's projected to reach about eight point one seven billion dollars of revenue in the cloud gaming market. The current video game market, <laughs> just this year, uh, sorry, just last year was two hundred twenty point seven nine billion dollars. So the cloud gaming market makes up three point seven percent of the whole gaming market. So not really. So yeah, it's in, not really cloud it's gaming. Pretty, it, it's another it, reason. Inconsequential there. Yeah. 
<laughs> that we don't know about and that they would not and, and that, dare to and that, say. And that $8 billion was an estimate for 2025. It's not even that high yet. At this point, it's I think it was it was like only at like two or three billion. So less than that. So maybe like one percent of the gaming market is cloud gaming. So <laughs> I mean, really, personally, I could care less if it goes through or if it doesn't go through. I would hope that it doesn't go through because I don't think Microsoft needs that. Uh, yeah. All that I, extra stuff on their plate. Yeah. However, if it does go through, I don't have any stock or stake in the company. So it doesn't really mean anything for me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, just a wild I guess for me too, it's this wild, like almost like this the bickering happening between the UK and, and the EU. Like now, I have heard that once the CMA and this just you know this thread today proved it that if the CMA blocks or declines your whatever you're trying to do your your actions, they usually do not. Even if you appeal, they don't uh, reverse their decision very often. So even if Microsoft does appeal for the CMA, which I think Phil said that they were going to try to do it's pretty much in vain because they almost never overturn their their rulings so yeah most than more more likely than not they're going to try to use this eu thing to try to put pressure on the cma but the cma just said it ain't gonna work yeah just uh, now so good luck microsoft in, in trying to do this but i don't think it's gonna work out the way they think yeah realistically if if it's me I'm going to just pay because I guess they have a clause with Activision that if this doesn't go through, they got to pay them $3 billion. Just pay Activision the $3 billion and cut them loose. Move on. Move on. <laughs> I'd rather pay $3 billion. I'd rather have to lose $3 billion than lose $69. <laughs> so I'm just saying we could use those uh, other $69 billion. How about we strengthen up our own studios? Right. Like that? Actually put out a, a decent game this year. That'd be nice. Right. Staff them <laughs> up. How about that? You know? Yeah. Well, we will have to wait and see what happens there with the, the, the deal. If uh, if CMA comes around or if the whole thing just gets thrown in the trash can in a couple months once uh, the U.S. stuff comes out. But we will see. Uh, next up on the news docket here, this comes from PlayStation Lifestyle, written by Zarmena Khan. Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake and more rumored to be a PS5 exclusive. Reports have surfaced that Sony Interactive Entertainment has struck an exclusivity deal with Konami for the rumored Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater Remake, Silent Hill Games, and a new Castlevania. Silent Hill 2 Remake has already been confirmed as a limited-time PS5 console exclusive, and Metal Gear Solid has been rumored to be the same. However, this is the first we've heard about a new Castlevania release potentially being a PS5 exclusive. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Kony has yet to confirm Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake, uh, but the latest report comes from Windows Central's Jez Corden and has been partially corroborated by Video Games Chronicles' Andy Robinson. Uh, there was a tweet put out by some random person on Twitter saying, uh, is this what Bluepoint is working on in Jez from Windows Central, um, which is a pretty, you know, that's a pretty major news outlet for usually Microsoft stuff, uh, right. which is kind of surprising if they're talking about Sony stuff here. But um, <clears throat> he just says, not sure on that. Just heard Sony landed a deal with Konami for Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and maybe even a new Castlevania. And then Andy Robinson puts out a tweet. I also heard a Sony showcase is happening in the usual late May, early June window with Konami stuff included. I'm not expecting Nintendo to do anything. <clears throat> so yeah, much. What? I don't. Why was Nintendo brought into this? I don't know why. Why Nintendo was even brought in? <clears throat> Maybe with uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say maybe the Castlevania stuff, but I don't know. Uh, much like Silent Hill, rumors about Metal Gear, Gear Solid 3 rem remake have been swirling for a number of years, but Konami has yet to officially confirm anything. Uh, however, the company has previously expressed its desire to breathe new life into its beloved franchise. In the case of Silent Hill, Konami has announced multiple new projects in collaboration with external partners. And before E3 2023 was canceled, it was reported that Konami would unveil a new Castlevania game as well as Metal Gear Solid 3 remake at the event. Now the games are expected to be showcased at an upcoming PlayStation event by the end of May or early June. Um, <clears throat> so all rumors and speculation at this point still, but uh, it's a couple uh, industry people who are from reputable sites so it's interesting they don't confirm a metal gear solid 3 at all but uh just that there's potentially a metal gear game <clears throat> coming uh yeah i don't know I, I for me honestly i could care less that it's ps5 exclusive or when it comes i mean sooner would be better i guess but uh i, I was actually kind of bummed out I, I do not, I'm not about this rumor for Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Like of all the really? Metal Gears that they remake, that's I do not Metal Gear Solid 3 is fine. Well, you're not a big boss guy, right? I'm not a big yeah, big boss is not like not my favorite favorite character. That's, like, yeah, so that's yeah, I'm I'm more of a give me solid snake, you know. I understand the reason why they're going with three. It oh, makes yeah. sense. It it does. It makes sense in the grant. Like it, it's it's everyone's favorite game. Unfortunately, well, not only that, but chronologically, <laughs> it makes sense too. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but I I heard so I was reading some other rumors somewhere that like it could be like open world and all this stuff. I'm like, nah, like we don't. Why we just don't do the same that. thing? Like, just do just, this. Just make the same thing look good and fix quality of life stuff. Don't, don't try to reinvent change, the wheel. There's no need to, to kind of yeah reinvent the wheel and start over from scratch on this one. People like, like that, all right. Look, Shadow of the Colossus. People liked it. It was the same thing, but it looked prettier and it fixed quality of life. Yeah. Demon Souls, the same thing. It looked prettier, fixed a little bit of quality of life stuff, but it was essentially the same game people remember. Just do that. Just do it. Don't mess it up. Um, if I and they better had... get the calorie mate license too. Oh yes, they gotta, they gotta. Um, I still have yet to try them. I've, I, no joke. I've put them. You can buy them on Amazon. I've put it in my cart like a bunch of times. Like I just want to try it <laughs> once. I know it's taste horrible, <clears throat> but it would just be fun to try it one time. But I've never, never have. Uh, but uh, no, I, if they were to remake it, like you gotta do the first one though, because that's like yeah, technically we got Twin Snakes on GameCube, but no, I want like a. I want a remake of Metal Gear Solid that's like actually actually close to what the original Metal Gear Solid was. Like Twin well, Snakes. Well, that would change. be the next one they do. Twin Snakes changed too much for me. Yeah, but my worry is like because we already have five, which takes place after three, right? Yeah, it's three, five, one, two, four. Yeah, I guess my so, worry is um, Konami gets they put out the three remake it quote-unquote doesn't do as good as they were expecting and then they get gun shy and they don't make any more it's like if they're gonna make one i wish they would just be the first one boom get her done and then because because my worry is like the longer it goes before like one and two get a remake or whatever they end up doing with it then like it potentially couldn't happen because they just get like burnout on it or something because i i can't <laughs> see them not at least doing the first metal gear solid there's no way i feel like that is such that's the one that has the most cultural impact 
And if yeah. you don't, if you don't do any other ones, you need to at least do it after three. You need to do the first one. Yeah. So I, I'm all about it. Give it could to you me. imagine the comparison shots people are going to do in that elevator scene in the beginning? <laughs> oh man. Ah, I love metal gear so much. I need more metal gear in my life. Are you going uh, to, are it, you going to play the remake? Considering that uh, there's no Kojima oversight on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm. It's also I, not going to say a Hideo Kojima game. I know that's going to yeah. pain you. I, I, I'm a bigger Kojima fan, but I'm still a huge Metal Gear fan. Like that's that's what got me. That's how I even knew who Kojima was. So even though like nowadays, like I would say, oh, no, I'm a Hideo Kojima fan. Like I'm still very much a massive Metal Gear fan. So, yeah, I think I would definitely play these, even though even if it, you know, if it ends up being Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, even though it's not my favorite one, like. I'm not, I'm not gonna not play that that's ridiculous you crazy well, I mean, like, some some people say that you know there is no metal gear without kojima so and they, I, they may have a valid argument yeah i i would be interested to at least yeah try it and see and if it if and if it's trash then well, okay i won't play any of the other remakes still that have come the original. Out, but yeah i still got the originals but um yeah, I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see, I guess, on that one. Castlevania um, is definitely the odd one, I think. I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do as far as remaking it. Are they going to basically remake the original formula where it's a side-scroller? Or yeah, are there any details on it? I mean, not, not that I've seen. Um, I mean, I could totally see them doing like a, like keeping it side scroller and just basically doing like, I mean, they just did the dead cells, uh, return to Castlevania, like return to Castlevania, sick. but like, I don't know, just like, yeah, basically doing Castlevania, but just with like an upgraded graphics. Cause like there's, there's plenty of, uh, I mean, or just like, uh, not even updated graphics, but just like a new updated, uh, artistic style even like i don't know like yeah give me something like a dead cells or hollow knight or whatever just like side scroll castlevania game with like a new art style or something that's feels good and fluid runs at 60 fps like whatever like i don't know i think it'd be sick i'll take it but <clears throat> um so yeah we'll stay tuned because i mean we're gonna be covering all of the uh uh summer games fest shenanigans at the beginning of june that's like less than a month away which is wild oh dude so stay tuned to our twitch channel and our youtube channels because we 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 pretty much we, we try do our best to watch pretty much everything and put it <laughs> put our reactions out there so yeah i'm excited that'll be fun be, be prepared to watch me just like do a backflip <laughs> uh all right time to move on to this next uh snooze story i did not mean to say that but that's what came out news story <laughs> <laughs> i feel really bad now because this is definitely not a snooze uh this is from cat bailey over at ign project bloom pokemon studios teaming up with private division for ambitious samurai game stunning concept art hints at what may be game freak's first true foray into high-end AAA development Game Freak, the studio best known for Pokemon, is partnering with Private Division in what appears to be its first foray into the AAA action-adventure space. Private Division announced that it is working with Game Freak on Project Bloom, an ambitious new action-adventure game. In a statement, Game Freak director Kota Furushima said that fans can expect something very different from its usual monster-collecting fare. 
We're thrilled to have the opportunity to create new IP that is bold and totally different from our prior work, Furushima said. From the beginning, Private Division was a publisher we wanted to work with on our new game. Their track record and global expertise give us all the confidence to create a sweeping new action adventure game that we can't wait to share uh, more about in the future. Private Division head Michael Waraz uh, added that the publisher is honored to be the first Western publisher to be working with Game Freak. Along with the announcement, Game Freak and Private Division included the new project's first piece of concept art, which features a samurai standing in a forest grove. The evocative image in which the samurai is dwarfed by massive gnarled trees suggests that the new game will feature a greater scope than of Game Freak's projects to date. Um, so, yeah, well, uh, it does continue here because some of you guys may not know Game Freak. Uh, game Freak. Game Freak is popularly associated <laughs> with Nintendo, but it technically remains an independent studio that has produced games for various platforms over the years. They include Little Town Hero, Tembo the Badass Elephant, and Pocket Card Jockey, all of which have been released for platforms outside the Nintendo Switch. Um, but in a previous interview with IGN, Game Freak General Manager of Development Department uh, Masafumi Saito talked about the studio's desire to work with all sorts of creators, both inside Japan and elsewhere in the world. So yeah, uh, the, just based off the concept art alone, it, it gave me, uh, like, it, it made me think of like a, a Elden Ring, but Samurai. Like literally looking at this picture, I'm like, oh, this looks like like the dang forest and Elden Ring with the bears. Uh, but you're a freaking samurai or something like I, we don't know what the gameplay is going to be like, but that press release was, it felt like game freak was saying, thank you. Thank you. Finally for letting us actually make a game that (laughs) that's not on a phone. Thank you for letting us actually make a game experience. Right. I was just so overjoyed. Yeah. I'm stoked to see what they come up with. Cause like, yeah, even just like giving, letting them work with something with more power. Like up until now, it's always been like, oh, you make a game for the Game Boy, make a game for the 3DS, make a game for the whatever, like the Switch. And it's like, oh man, like make a game now for the PS5 and Xbox Series <laughs> X and PC. That's just going to look gorgeous. Like it's just going to be such a wild resume that they have. It's like all these Pokemon games and like, if it's anything even cl- remotely close to this concept art, it's like this yeah gorgeous like elden ring style like world (laughs) it's like oh man let me here's here's where the rub comes in right if they put this game out on the on the series s and the ps5 and it still looks and runs bad then we know we have a game freak problem and not a nintendo uh and the pokemon company making them rush to get it done to try to get a game out we know it's them that would be incompetent yeah. So this is going to be the real big like litmus test for it. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Up until, although, yeah, I don't know. I guess it, 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 if it's being co-developed with Private Division, like Private Division does not put out trash. So I would hope there would be some sort of like either they would pick up the slack or they would be willing to delay a game. Um, Private Division would be before putting out trash you know right <laughs> like i'm trying to think of the games private division has done like they they worked on uh they did they Ollie, Ollie World. um they've worked on hades they they worked on kerbal space program they worked on outer worlds uh and a bunch of there's a bunch of other ones here that i've actually never heard of some smaller games um but 
yeah, like they they have made some very, very high quality games. So I would hope, even though you know they're coming up and working with with Game Freak, I, I, I they would be willing to stand their ground and be like, no, we're putting out quality. Like if if, if like you said, it, it's a Game Freak problem and not a Pokemon Company problem. And <clears throat> for those of you who don't know what we're even referencing, we're talking about just how Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. Came out and awful. Awful. And they're still, like, they've not been patched. Like, nope. there's not been hardly any patches uh, that have addressed any of the issues. So they're still uh, almost, what, a seven, eight months in now and, like, just kind of barely They've done works. other little things here <laughs> and there, but nothing, like substantial as far as performance which is the one thing that we asked them for yeah crazy um yeah so i i i'm stoked about this yeah like you i mean we've already said we don't need to beat the dead horse here but um both very competent and skilled game development studios teaming up here i'm like all right give it to me even if it's just Pokemon IRL, you know, you're a samurai. <laughs> yeah, just the super dual Pokemon. <laughs> Jigglypuff just starts pulling out a blade. It's <laughs> a super dark, gritty samurai Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's Pokemon Origins Arceus, but it, like real, real life, you know, instead of uh, uh, like cartoony graphics. Um, <laughs> it would be awesome. But uh, congrats to uh, Private Division and uh, the the folks over there. Um, I uh, we have friends, uh, friend who's connected over there, and uh, I was a, we know some people. I know, and I, and I tweeted about that, and I was like, dude, he's like, uh, what did he say? He's like, uh, heck yeah, or I don't know. He he made some comment back to me, but I was just like. I was like, you dirty dog, because he would have known about this beforehand. You knew. You knew. Why? He wouldn't say anything. We could <laughs> have had the scoop you. of the century. <laughs> Super Gamer Boys could have been put on the map <laughs> <laughs> as someone who knows something. Oh, man. But no, it's probably better this way. That way he doesn't lose a job, you know? Right. Um, just, just to be very clear too, if anyone from Game Freak and Pride Visions is listening to this for whatever reason, we did not know. I always want to be clear. Like we, we weren't given any scoop. We're saying we wish he gave us the scoop. I just want to make that abundantly clear so that, uh, you know, no one gets, gets in trouble. <laughs> uh, all right. This last news story comes to us from Polygon written by Michael McWhirter. Nintendo says no new Switch hardware coming this year, but maybe in 2024. Don't expect new Switch hardware any time this year if comments from Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa are anything to go by. The company said Tuesday in its latest financial earnings that it has not factored new hardware into its current forecast, which stretches out to March 31st of 2024. In other words, if you were holding out for a Switch 2, you'll likely have to hold out a little longer. Instead, Nintendo said it hopes to invigorate Switch sales by supplementing existing titles with a continuous stream of new titles and add-on content. Nintendo's currently confirmed lineup includes this week's release of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin 4 in July, and a pair of add-ons for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet called The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero launching this fall. And hopefully a patch that fixes the game by then. Uh, Metroid <laughs> Prime 4 is also announced, but has no release window. Yeah, isn't that why? Uh, Matt, now, everyone's like champing at the bit for a Switch 2. 
But Metroid Prime 4 was announced for the Switch, and we haven't even gotten that yet. So hold your horses. Let's let's get Metroid Prime 4 first, and then we can move on to the Switch too. How about that? Metroid Prime 4 was also announced a year after the Switch came out. <laughs> yeah, but but my worry is like if they have to like change development cycle because it's technically a new console or whatever to the, for the Switch 2, it's like it's going to push it out another 10 years and we'll never get that game. Uh, but That's what so, I would have done. Yeah, just reset it, start over again. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I would have done like how, you know how Breath of the Wild was a Wii U and a Switch title? Uh, I would do yeah. Metroid Prime as a launch title for whatever the next Switch is but still have a switch version because we there know it can run because Metroid Prime remaster runs on it. So if we did four for both versions and then we have an upgraded one for the new switch, we still got access to that market. Yeah. Not, not bad, actually not a bad idea. Um, but, uh, yeah. So basically it goes, this just goes on and on and on about how no new switch, but how, like, how do you feel about that? Because just real quick for myself, like, I'm fine. I just got the OLED this past year. Uh, like, there's games that struggle, but I think that comes down to just poor optimization more than, like, a lack of power on the Switch. For most games that Nintendo's putting out, like, it's plenty of power, honestly. Like, Tears of the Kingdom runs fantastic for what All it is. All right, slow down. <laughs> runs fantastic. I it mean, I don't. Well, I don't. I haven't had any. All the time. I haven't had frame drops. I, I have. haven't. Okay. I haven't had like any crazy frame drops. Like the textures aren't spect- 4K spectacular, but they look great on on the OLED on the on the Switch itself. Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not put. I I, I yeah. For me, I'm like I'm content with the Switch OLED right now. I don't know. That's just maybe it's just me. I guess. I was hoping to hear something at least the end of this year as like an announcement because that's how they kind of did with the original switch was they announced it in like what was it like november or something like that and then it came out in right in march March. i was hoping that we would at least get something at the end of the year um doesn't seem like that's the case but an announcement wouldn't necessarily fit into their fiscal year either so we could still be getting that um yeah no we it's i mean yeah there's still plenty of time left in the year we could totally in november if the fiscal fiscal year ends in march next year yeah we could still hear about it here in in november december this year and then get a new console next summer or something like that so never know um uh (laughs) sorry boba fletch in the chat just said i'm playing zelda right now can you guys just talk about zelda for the next six hours and keep me company (laughs) We're getting to that. Don't worry. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. That's 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 uh, what you're playing segment. We're finishing up the news here in a uh, second. But I think, like you said, most games run well enough. Mm-hmm. I would like for them to run well, period. Um, Zelda is is a good example because of recency bias. It is already a fantastic game, but it running at a consistent frame rate of i don't know even just it running at a consistent 60 i think would be the thing that just pushes it over the edge which is already hard to do because it's already so good but i think that would just be icing on the cake i think is a better term i should have said um there are your exceptions like mario where it already does run at at 60 frames a second but that's because it's confined spaces it's not an open world 
I would love to see. Uh, you, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you have like uh, Hyrule Warriors, which runs awfully on Switch. That yeah, that was not not good. Which is honestly crazy to me because if I'm Nintendo, I'm not letting a game with my IP on there come out and run like that game does. It's ridiculously bad. Like it's a slideshow yeah. sometimes. I've, I've heard it's just abysmal at times. So that right there is a case for us getting new hardware. And me personally, I know I we around the same time just you know bought OLEDs. If you come out with a switch a new switch model and it's you know much stronger and fixed a lot of the issues that we had with the first one i'll trade it in towards that i just i just don't want to lose the oled what if they come it's, out with a switch too that look, doesn't have an oled i don't no have to there's go no back way i have they to go that. back to crap there's screen. no way they release another system without without an oled display absolutely not <clears throat> i mean they the playstation the what that first model had the oled and then they swapped it out that's because they weren't selling any units and they had to stop the bleeding switch is a powerhouse yeah i don't know that'd be my biggest fear switch 2 comes out and for some reason they're like hey like no no oled initially and then like three years later like oh we're bringing it back oled it's like because nintendo does weird things adrian they do look look i'm not saying they they don't do weird things okay they're not having uh a friend system or online party chat is weird <laughs> it's weird the play activity being way worse than the 3ds one when you're just trying to figure out how long you've been playing a game is weird there's a lot of things that are weird and not good decisions that nintendo makes we could be here <laughs> all day if you want i can sit here and tell you yeah. all the dumb stuff that they should fix <laughs> Them yeah. shutting down the 3DS and Wii U shops. Dumb. Dumb. Real dumb. But. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to wait and see this fall. See if there's any announcements from Nintendo. Fingers crossed, dude. It's, like, mean, it's going to be seven years old. Yeah. I mean, if there is something new, like, don't get me wrong. I'm picking it up for sure. I'm, I'll am i trade in the OLED in a second and get it whatever yeah. the new thing is. But, but I, I'm I, not. I, but I'm also like extremely happy with with the Switch right now. Mm-hmm. Like I with with the types of games I'm playing, like I've not had many issues. I know like recently you've been running into issues. Like you ran into issues with uh, uh, what was that game? That's um, another one I I com- I forgot about. Cult, Cult of the Lamb. Lamb. Cult of Lamb like crashed. I was on just you trying to times. play the game. Not to mention it runs at a close to thirty frames a second. Like sometimes it definitely dips mm-hmm. when I'm in combat or if I'm doing stuff in my my village, my cult. But I just tried to use one of the relics in the new update, and it just crashed like three times, and I never went back. Jeez, yeah, that's wild. That's wild to me because that game isn't that like intense graphically. At least it doesn't seem it graphically. <laughs> but... No, but for some reason on the back end, it must be doing something crazy. Because when I even play it on Steam Deck, that fan gets going, boy. <laughs> so I don't know what they're oh, doing man. on the back end. Yeah. Uh... Well, stay tuned here because obviously if anything ever gets announced from Nintendo, we'll be talking about it and we'll probably be getting it at least as best as we can talk about it here on the podcast. But uh, we know you're all champing at the bit here for us to talk about Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So let's get into the Patreon ad.
At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, this is the part of the show where I tell you to go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys and support us starting at just $1 a month. That's right, one buck. You got a whole month's worth of early content. These episodes you can uh, catch uh, Monday after we finish recording. I pump them out for you guys to listen to right away. Uh, Super Gamer Book Club, you can get two months early as well. Uh, right now, like I mentioned before, you can get the uh, uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney episode that me and Adrian recorded. Phenomenal episode. We had a ton of fun talking about that. Uh, fun introduction to that game I've never played before. So, yeah, think about supporting us there. $1 a month, two, uh, not $2 a month, $5 a month. You can see the show notes early and ad-free um, as well. Uh, get those show notes early where you can uh, see what topics we'll be talking about. Look at the questions of the show, the news stories. Leave your own questions, comments, concerns uh, to all those questions and all the news stories. And we will read them here on the air. So if you want your voice heard on the show uh, and you're not watching live on a, on a Monday night, leave your comments there in the doc. And then we can hear us chat about those later on when you listen to the episode. 10 bucks a month, you can get shout outs each and every week as a Super Gamer sponsor. And a $15 tier, you can be a Patreon producer where you pitch us a segment uh, and, you know, we'll we'll give it the old college try on the show here uh, for better or for worse. We try most things people suggest on here and uh, it's always been a blast. So think about supporting us there if uh, you think you got the next best uh, show segment here. Uh, remember, you can also subscribe on Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, that means you have a Prime gaming sub just sitting there waiting to be used completely free to you gives us five bucks so if you're just that's burning a hole in your pocket think about uh going over twitch.tv slash the super gamer boys and uh passing along that free sub over to us we appreciate it uh and last but not least w.gg is a phenomenal energy drink company that we have discovered and uh, we love their products uh, right now uh, i've been going through the calio cream flavor and the beach and peach flavor and uh, if you're looking for co- uh, not coffee <laughs> an energy drink that uh, no crash no jitters um, it contains coffee fruit extracted neurofactor to help you hyper focus on those tasks you're trying to get done uh, check out dubby they got tons of fantastic flavors uh, and you can use our code SGB to get 10% off your order. So think about uh, doing that to help support the show and get some good, clean energy. No crash, no jitters, no anime collab. What's going on? What's going on, Dubby? They huh? they, they have the waifu shaker cups. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I see I G Fuel your... over here getting all this Naruto love in their collab. What's going on? One Piece is sitting right there, Dubby. Oh, you can get a One Piece collab. Come on now. I'll buy the whole line. Day one. That would be amazing. Clip this out. Send it to him. I don't care. Let's figure <laughs> something out. We got to answer to this. Yes. We have to take down the G Fuel Empire. Take him down. Man, I would be all about a One Piece W set. That'd be so good. Ugh. They set it up. They're all fruits. So yes. All oh, the powers man. are fruits. So good. All right. Well, that's it for our Patreon ad. Let's get back to the show. 
All right. It is now time for me to ask you, Adrian. Don't even bother. Don't even bother. You know. You know. <laughs> I got to say. You know what that. I've been playing. Don't by even law, bother. By law, by law, I have, I, I, you know, it's in the contract. <laughs> I have to say this statement. Uh, what you playing? <laughs> Come on. What am I playing? The same thing the whole world's playing right now. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, I love it. I love the show notes. I think I mentioned at the top of the show, but I love how you just like delete it. Normally it has our names, Garrett, and it's whatever games I'm playing. Adrian, whatever games he's playing. It just says Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. There are no other games like the end all be all. This is it. And like, I meant it. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the last. That's <laughs> it. That's the all there is. Okay. <laughs> no other games exist to me right now. Matter of fact, you could just delete every other game off my Switch at this point, and I wouldn't even notice. I that's mean, your Switch all would probably run doing. better. You talk about you've had some performance issues. Maybe that's your problem. That's, that's probably because I'm running it docked and it's pushing it. You know, that too. to run at a higher frame rate. I might try it handheld. I'm a handheld only boy over here, and I which am is crazy it. to me, but. That's the whole point. You you should be able to play it however way you want to. Me personally, I'm like I was saying when we uh, were talking before the show, I'm that guy from the original Switch commercial that comes home from wherever he was at. He was playing it handheld and he comes home and puts it in the dock. That's me. I'm that guy. So if I had a living room, I'd probably be me as well. But I, I do not have a living room. So that is not <laughs> me. <laughs> so I had to try it more in, in handheld. But anyway. We're here. To, let me get comfortable. We are here to talk about a landmark experience. I am at least 15 hours into this game at this point. I might be underestimating it. I'm pretty sure I'm underestimating it. But <laughs> my goodness, what a game. And I've barely scratched the surface. Uh, I just was noticing the chat. Boba Fletch says it's too small and handheld for me. Usually, I'm a handheld guy, so he's he's with you. He's he's a TV guy. See, I'm um, not I'm not I'm not bashing handheld though. I play in handheld when I'm not at home, yeah. but I don't know if it's my preferred way to play. I think for me, I don't have an OLED TV, and so it's like, well, I like the colors and contrast just pops so incredibly well on the OLED screen, and then. Yeah, I, I kind of explained to you before the show. For me, it's like like riding a bike, but how there's different types of bike. Like everyone says, like, oh, it's like riding a bike, you know, because you could go 10 years out riding a bike, just jump on one and just be good to go. I just mm -hmm. did that recently. It's been years since I touched a bike. I jumped on. I'm like, oh, this is easy. I can ride a bike. But what I equated it to is like going from like a mountain bike with big old fat tires to like a road bike with a skinny streamlined speed. Like that like you can ride a bike but it's gonna feel wonky and that's what it felt like to me when i the one time i did put it uh in docked mode i was playing on my just my computer monitor so not even huge it's 27 inch like it's not like a big 55 inch tv or something 1440p uh uh 27 inch display and i was like wow like it was like so weird moving around and doing things and like <laughs> even just like getting the timings on things right and i was like it just it just threw me off and i'm sure i would get used to it if i actually like played it for longer than 20 minutes but for me i'm like nah you know what i prefer the color and look on the oled and i i just i'm not have, gonna fight you on that one there's just a smoothness to the gameplay but 
if that's what's to, doing it for you. Get into the get into the gameplay. Let's talk about some gameplay on this. Let's you've, do it. You've put it. You've put in a crap ton of hours, Adrian. What? Um, yeah. What? 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 What are your thoughts? <laughs> this. This game is is. I'm scared. <laughs> it's it's massive. You know, I've, I've been saying over the last few days I've put in that much time, but the majority of it, honestly, was just unlocking the map. That was it. Because you have to go to kind of like how Breath of the Wild was when they had the lookout towers. It's the same thing uh, to to update the map now because that's so many things have changed. Right. Um, just that amount 15 hours just to get the map situated is crazy like i've done my fair share of shrines here and there of course you know when i have time to stop and do one but i mean just every area that i've been to has just dozens of side quests that you can just talk to people and get people that you don't even expect to get side quests from not to mention the main quest itself has big uh you know tentpole missions that you can go on and then there's right. supplementary stuff that's still in the main quest that you could do in any order and it's like my god in the best way like how do you expect anybody to finish this game and i'm sure of course you know there are people who have you know beaten it because of reviewers but the average time i'm hearing for them to beat it and they they still had a bunch of stuff left was 70 hours 70 hours Except for that one speedrunner who beat it in like 94 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking um, about average Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I can't get enough. Like I am I am jonesing to get back to it. I know, yeah. We we're both just keep looking at the clock, like, all right, when's this episode over? So we can <laughs> we can play some more Tears of the Kingdom. Um, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I I someone else was asking me like how I like it. I'm like, it's it's just more Breath of the Wild. And they were like, oh, really? And I'm like, but. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. But A, that's not a bad thing because Breath of the Wild was incredible. And B, but with just new abilities. And honestly, like, that's the biggest difference is like the new abilities you get and just some slight changes to the map. And it's a completely new, fresh game. It's crazy. Like, it's because they're even utilizing, for the most part, the same map. Like, there's topographical differences for story reasons but it's like they are like all right here's the same map with a we're going to change this 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 a little bit all right uh and here's four new abilities but it's just like it's it's just a reskinned breath of the wild and i'm like i'm me. all about this like yeah, i'll put another Never seen this before a couple going hundred hours yeah a couple the same hundred village? hours i can't tell man uh yeah I, I i'm loving it like i and like that is not a knock at all to say like it's just more breath of the wild like I was going to say, people say that like it's a bad thing. Like, no, do you remember like, how good Breath of the Wild was? Breath of the was, Wild, I put 175 hours into, and I expect to do the same here. Yeah. So I, I'm loving it. I was telling you before the show, too, I was like, man, I I instantly fell into uh, the hole that I always do with every open world game. And even especially so with Breath of the Wild, I did it, too, um, where list immediately they're like, all right, go wherever you want. I did that here where as soon as I got out of like the training area, <laughs> I hit I hit the ground running and just like started exploring. And then suddenly I was like, oh, shoot, like there's shrines I can't complete because I don't have like 
equipment. I didn't, yeah, I don't have like certain equipment that I need. I'm like, dang it. Like what's going on? So I went back after like quite a few hours of exploring and like doing some shrines in random areas and finally like did like the first couple like set up story missions or whatever for like the main uh, uh, quest. And I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish there was a little more of like a heads up as to like, hey, do like spend 20 more minutes and do these next two like little uh, main quest before you head out because not only did i get that piece of equipment but it opened up like you're saying those those towers like for so i'm like oh i started doing all this exploring for like nothing because it wasn't i wasn't opening anything else up on the map i have a bunch of fast travel points but i don't have like actual topographical data from my map because the towers didn't exist until I just finished the mission. Like right. literally right before we, we started recording, I did that mission. I was like, which is wild because like you were talking, you were about to talk about some story stuff like before the show and you're like, Oh wait, like where are you at? And I told you, you're like, Whoa, like that's like, I'm so, <laughs> I am literally at like probably within the first, you know, 20 minutes of the game or 30 minutes of the game wise story wise but I've already put hours and hours and hours into it because I just started exploring things. Like I didn't even bother to like, you know, you and set, I are probably closer up, so. in the story than you think. Okay. Okay. Um, because like I said, a lot of my stuff has been set up to just try to get my bearings in the that's world. That's true. Yeah. You've been so, doing a lot of, a lot of map stuff as well, right. but yeah, that's, that's like the biggest, I, I, the thing I'm most excited about and scared of is that I immediately fell back into like, all right, I am not playing a game anymore. I'm living in this world. Like that's okay, what Breath good. of the Wild. I thought it was just me. I'm like, no, that's what Breath of the Wild was to me, and that's what this is as well. Immediately, like I was just like, because I, as you all, all the listeners know, I never beat Breath of the Wild. I put a ton of hours into it, and but it's just like I just played and played and played in this world. It was a playground to me. It was a world to live in, and it like talked, see what random strangers you bump into and talk to and interact with and random side quests and stuff to, to the point where I never actually finished it, and I, other games just came around that I had to play um, and wanted to play. Um, and so this game, immediately I fell back into like, ah, yes, this is not a game. I am not here to do missions. I'm here to just like live in this world. And I'm just hook the line back up into my (laughs) arm and let me lay there. Yes, exactly. Keep the good stuff rolling on in. Oh, I'm loving it. Um, my favorite thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just real quick going to say my favorite thing to come out of (laughs) this game so far. And I, I'd seen little memes here and there about it, but right before we started the show, I saw IGN put out a post about all the Korok hate. <laughs> like people like roasting them on a spit and like launching them launching them into space with rockets and stuff. I'm like, what the heck? Like the 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 things you can create in this game, like with this new building mechanic that they added, like absolutely genius absolutely incredible but i just love like how people are just like pissed off because and, and i it, it, it's well deserved because like in the first game you what collect like 800 of them and all they give you is a golden turd or whatever like that's why i'm not bothering with them in this one and so in this game it's like i like no they deserve it they deserve every like little piece of but what i <laughs> The thing I i know like a lot of people are like no i'm not even gonna bother with korok seeds because of you know i got you know, gypped in the first game or whatever. I'm really curious what 
if you collect all of them, what the reward's going to be. Because honestly, what I would love is if it's actually something super awesome. But they set it up in the first game to be something crappy so that oh, no one, no one will do it. So it'll be like three years from now. Finally, someone's like, well, <laughs> someone's got to do it. I guess I'll do it. And then it ends up being like a it's like this super ultra set of armor. <laughs> yeah, or something crazy. Oh, man. That'd be fantastic. I, that's that's what I hope happens is at the end, like after you collect them all, like you actually get something good this time after all the hate they got. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm trying to be really vague uh, about story stuff because A, I'm not really very far into it. And B, uh, I'm, I'm assuming the same for anybody who's listening at this point. Uh, we're only four days out from launch at this four days. Yeah, today makes four days, I think, from launch at this point. So. If if you start playing Thursday night, right, as us on the West Coast did, <laughs> you East Coasters, um, you didn't, you get, you probably had to wait till Friday. But this this game feels a lot more story involved than Breath of the Wild. Um, I am one of the few people who didn't mind that there wasn't a whole lot of overt story in Breath of the Wild because the lore was all over the world itself if you go and look for it like there was people with journals uh all over the place especially in like from from the starting area to hyrule castle itself there was journals everywhere even zelda had her own journal that you could find and read mm -hmm. you know about stuff that was going on you had link's memories in the first one that you can go yeah. and kind of get context about what happened even the architecture and how you know bad everything is beat up and all the the what do they call those things guardian parts scattered yep. all over the land that tells you that there was a big conflict you know you have to look into it you have to go find the lore but it's there yeah um but i think tears of the kingdom assumes that you already know all that backstory now so now we can just tell you a story or tell you the rest of the story instead of you going to find all of it Right. Like, okay, we're in this world. You already know some backstory. Now we can uh, keep going, keep going and, and even dig deeper. Like mm -hmm. the premise of the game is even like, uh, like going Careful. deeper. I, I feel like it's not really spoiling. Like, deeper into some, some of the history of Hyrule as well. Like, I mean, as with all their games, they do that with all of them. Like there's always like some deep connection to like legends right. past one, and stuff. So it's this like, one feels ooh, like okay. it's getting ready to do something. Just the yeah. way that they've built it up, the magnitude of it. Yeah. So this might be one for the books. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely going to be a game of the year contender in my book. That's for sure. <laughs> contender. Yeah. At this point, the only thing that for me could knock it off uh, would be Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. But I'll never know. Oh, well, no, I'm going to say never know. I won't know for a while because I'll still be playing this by the time Final right. Fantasy comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not going to be able to play this uh, right. Final Fantasy for a yeah. while. Final Fantasy at this point is the only game I think that can knock it off the pedestal for game of the year. Uh, I know. I I'm don't trying to it. think of other 2023 video games that High can Fire Rush is, come is still in my top three. It's not as good as these two, but yeah. it's still in my top three. It's It's still fantastic. The only thing I think it could compete, um, which it, it was originally a new story, but I took it off. Don't say Starfield. No, 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 no. It was originally a new story tonight, but I took it off. Well, but so we don't even know if it's coming out this year now. It was supposed to, but Silk Song. 
Oh, yeah. That was supposed yeah, to come out true. this year, but just got delayed indefinitely. Like, we don't know if it is it going to be later this year or is it not out of this year. But, like, that's the only thing I could think of that could contend only because of just the weight of, like, the... It's mythical just, at this point. Yeah, like, there's just so much, like, weight behind that title. Like, is this thing... Does it even exist? Like, what is this <laughs> thing? Um, that's the only thing I could think could contend with the... Uh, uh, the it uh, Tears of the Kingdom here, so... Yeah, I don't so, know. So far, I mean, dead, at this point, I've heard I've heard Dead Island Two is pretty good too. But all right, relax. <laughs> my, my, you might as well just go ahead and say Redfall's game of the year then too. Uh, well, that's funny. I just looked down at the chat and Boba Fletch says Starfield and then Redfall. <laughs> no, no shot. Redfall yeah, definitely look, not. In Starfield, right. I don't. We always, I always say you never want a game to fail, and I don't want Starfield to fail. But there is no universe where Starfield is better than this or Final Fantasy. No shot. Because, I mean, if anything, like... <sighs> it may be great. I, I it think... It Skyrim great, just, but it, just, it may yeah, be great. Just to, just to kind of, like, temper expectations, like, okay, I'm not going to go... Not best case or worst case scenario, just, like, middle case scenario with Starfield. It is, like, a, like a Fallout 3 or even, like, a Skyrim but just in space, just middle of the road. If it is that, is that better than Tears of the Kingdom? Like, no, no. Like, I would still prefer to play Tears of the Kingdom over, even though Fallout 3 is one of, and Fallout New Vegas are one of some of my top Bethesda games. And I know for some people, Skyrim is like the, is the holy equivalent. grail. It's like the, 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 the Yeah, yeah. The, like the top, the pinnacle of gaming, even if at, in the, if at it, it, middling it comes out as equal to those it's still not better than this like in right. my opinion like not even close and even if it's better than those games is it i i don't know it would have to do a lot of heavy lifting to to, <laughs> to even come close to tears of the kingdom even if it is better than fallout 3 and skyrim somehow but yeah so it sounded like my three for this year are going to be yeah uh zelda high hi-fi rush and final fantasy at this point which is yeah I have no problem with that. All three of them. Well, two of them I know for sure are great, but the third one I have very high expectations for. So, yeah. And I'll get to it when I get to it because it'll be there. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking of like Diablo 4 coming out this year, too. Same I was like deal. stoked for it's that. It's on the back burner. And it's like, that's going on the back burner. But it's also another huge game. I'm just like, dang it. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what, though? There's already been people that have played that server or whatever. Uh, what is it? The server slam or something like that? Yeah, server server slam or whatever. And I hear I'm not hearing the best things come out of that either. So I don't foresee that being a but what uh, tens across the board type of deal. Yeah, I haven't read any uh, anyone's previews, but was 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 there? So I'm asking, I guess, this question: Do what were the complaints? actually like developer gameplay related or was it more just like server crap no it was like a <laughs> lot of people were had um issues with the class balancing which uh, i guess has okay. been a thing before too as well yeah that they haven't fixed from from diablo 3 okay um i mean I, it's 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 blizzard's game so they can feel whatever you know the balance they want to feel is right yeah but they changed it from when it was, you know, what it was in Diablo 2 to what it was in Diablo 3, and then they haven't changed it from 3 to 4. So they must feel mm -hmm. that that balancing is right, 
or this could just be an early build and they could go back and you know rebalance some stuff and change it but that was one of the big complaints that i heard so far coming out of that server slam so okay interesting yeah well boy so well, i'm already not off to a perfect start yeah not off to a great start although to be honest like i loved diablo 3 i didn't have, i thought it was good too i didn't have many issues with diablo 3 like i played that so much on ps3 back in the day multiplayer with my buddy there was one thanksgiving break everyone else went home for thanksgiving we stayed at a college in the dorm and basically it was played for like five days straight while everyone else was gone <laughs> like we were the only two people in the building <laughs> they're just like Fire it diablo up. 3 let's go so good um but uh so i mean honestly i just having like a, a graphically like like just a higher fidelity diablo 3 i'd be happy to be honest um, sounds like i got some good news for you then yeah all right well i'm ready to go play some more tears of the kingdom so let's As wrap this show up here um thank you guys all so much for listening we appreciate each and every one of you um who take the time to Catch us live over at twitch.tv slash the super gamer boys. Listen on podcast services all around the world. Any app, just search for us. We're pretty much on all of them as far as I know. Uh, and if we're not, let me know. Um, YouTube.com slash super gamer boys as well. You can watch our podcast, see our, uh, well, Adrian's beautiful face. You can see my ugly mug too. Um, <clears throat> but uh, think about subscribing over there because it's free. You can subscribe on YouTube for free and it helps grow our channel. Make sure to throw a like on the video as well. Any little interaction helps. So a like, a quick comment, just saying like, hey, dudes, what's going on? Like, it doesn't even have to be like anything good. Just say something. I don't care. Just say hi. Uh, <laughs> go into the comments and just write uh, Fortnite is overrated, you know. Or don't. Uh, or don't. No, do that because that'll get more people who watch our video. They're going to see that comment. And you need to like, clip that out and put that. Oh, boy. everyone, they everyone will come for you. Everyone will immediately dive on our video, not to watch the video, but to argue with in the comments. But that will help our video because it'll get all this. So do you it. Need to make I need a short someone. Someone's talk about. Oh, yeah, I need to make a TikTok just to talk yes. about of this right here earlier in the show. And I say Fortnite's overrated just to get people to come flame us because you know what? You know. Any press is good press. That's what they say. <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash SuperGamerBoys. You can support us over there. Starting at just $1 a month. Get episodes early and ad-free. Think about supporting us there because it helps us buy games to talk about on the show, like Tears of the Kingdom um, or, you know, helping with Steam Deck purchases or when PlayStation uh, or when Adrian got set up with his PS5. Uh, it helped us get a bunch of, uh, build up, bulk up our library so we actually have fun things to talk about on the show. So patreon.com slash supergamerboys. You can also support us by going to sgbstore.com, buy some sweet merch like t-shirts and stickers and mugs and, and, and the like. Uh, and then you can show off to your friends all your sweet merch as well. <laughs> W.GG, remember to use our code SGB to get 10% off. Shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate once again for allowing us to use their music on our show. Remember, listen to them on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, we everyone has a music subscription nowadays so use it and listen to them uh they are fantastic and they have more than just instrumental tracks here i think that i've only picked instrumental tracks for the background music they have a whole variety of just different stuff that they make and it's all very very good uh you can find us during the week at supergamerboys.com twitter and instagram at supergamerboys i'm over on twitter and instagram at g morlang adrian where can they find you at you can find me any and everywhere at homeboy 
And uh, you can also find us in uh, Hyrule, uh, running around with our buddy Link. So, Adrian, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, no long outro tonight. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I need to go play Zelda. We are the Super Gamer Boys. And we will catch you on the flippity flop. All right, good. We're done. Bye. All right. Peace. We're out. Peace.